another um, song, um, obviously everyone knows Jack and Jill. Do you know what it's about? Uh-uh. Okay, Sorry. so Francis, um, Louis, the I believe it was the 16th, and Marie Antoinette, back in the 1700s when they were guillotined, um, Jack and Jill went up the hill, and then when they came tumbling down, what tumbled after Jack? I don't remember. His crown. Because their heads were rolling back down the hill. Who cut their heads off? Uh, the people of France. Oh, because they were cheating? Uh, no, they just were in the middle of a revolution. And they ended up killing Marie Antoinette and her husband. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> For, like, no apparent reason, just because... And then um, I know that, I don't know the whole story, but Baba Black Sheep is about um, the medieval wool tax that was imposed in, like, the 13th century. And under the new rules, a third of the cost of a sack of wool went to him. Another went to the church, and the last went to the farmer. Okay, I don't really remember that one. Baba Black Sheep, have you any wool? Mm-mm. No? Okay. Nope. And I don't remember a lot of... The- oh, yeah, we already did this one. Do we do Rockabye Baby? Rockabye Baby is... Um, the baby that they stole. Yep, yep. P- oh, yeah, let's do Peter, Peter, Pumpkin Eater. Okay. Peter, Peter, Pumpkin Eater had a wife and couldn't keep her. He put her in a pumpkin shell, and there he kept her very well. <laughs> now, as an adult, you're, like, reading this, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, but it was... Pretty much telling her she couldn't get a divorce from him. Yeah, it says, uh, so Roots in America, unlike most, started in England. It was different time back then for women. And for views on divorce is why this rhyme started. And it basically served to warn young girls about infidelity. Yep. That's fucked up. And his remedy for the situation was to kill her and hide her body in a giant pumpkin shell. <laughs> oh, I love pumpkins. So. <laughs> Do you want me to find you a big pumpkin? Yeah, let Paul kill me, put me in a pumpkin. I'd rather be a pumpkin than a goddamn casket. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know what I think I'm going to do when I die? What? I think I'm going to get cremated, and my ashes are going to go into one of those um, timers. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, so game I, night. Yep. I know you said that last time. It's true. Yeah, but you get pissy when you lose. Well, so what are you going to do? I'm going to knock it over. Oh. I'm just going to push myself over. Well, I'm not gonna, like, time's up. Well, you ruined Remy for me. You, how do I ruin mummy for you? You get so mad when I win. Let's get back to the nursery rhymes. Okay. Okay. But I just want to say I can't help it that I'm the rummy queen. No, I beat you. <laughs> I beat you so bad last time. You are such a poor sport. I am a poor loser. I really am. Jesus. So London Bridge. I thought as a teenager because of um, Fergie that this was like a sexual song. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't looked it up, but it says London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, my fair lady. Yes. Take a key, key, and lock, padlock her up. Lock, padlock her up. Lock, padlock her up. Take a key, key, and lock, padlock her up, my fair lady. <laughs> now you're reading it, and you're like, oh, my God. That's horrible. So it, this nursery rhyme refers to the rise and fall of Anne Boylan, the second wife of King Henry, of England, 
Boylan was accused of adultery and incest and was ultimately executed for treason. Holy shit. Who'd she fuck? Like her uncle or her cousin? I don't know. But you know what? Back then, that was like normal. Yeah. I, yeah. don't, I don't remember Little Miss Muffet. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet eating her curds away. Along came a spider who sat down beside her and scared Miss or and scared Miss Muffet away or frightened Miss Muffet away. Little 16th century scientific catalog of British insects. So that was like new then. I guess. Huh. There's so many meanings behind all of these nursery rhymes, and I think it's so cool that we sing them, but we have, like, no idea what the hell. Oh, three blind mice. Grandma used to always read this to me, too. Uh, Three blind mice had something to do with... um, A vicious farmer's wife in this rhyme believed to refer to Queen Mary I, the daughter of King Henry. Mary... A Catholic was so well known for her persecution of Protestants that she was given the nickname Bloody Mary. When three Protestant bishops were convicted of plotting against Mary, she had them burnt at the stake. However, it was mistakenly believed that she had them blinded and dismembered. Nice. And that's how the rhyme came to be. Wow. See, I also heard that they were... These Protestant loyalists were accused of plotting against Queen Mary, the daughter of Henry VIII, who was burned at the stake. And the mice's blindness refers to their Protestant beliefs. Oh, so there's a couple takes on it then. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I think my favorite all around is Ring Around the Rosie. I yeah. think that one's got the most sinister meaning. <laughs> oh, what about Pop Goes the Weasel? What's this about? So this rhyme dates back to the 1700s. The Cockney community developed a slang all on their own because they mis- misstrewed strangers and police. Pop Goes the Weasel was actually slang for pawn your coat. <laughs> <laughs> and the eagle refers to a pub said to have been frequented by Charles Dick- Dickens. The pub, oh. the pub was bought by Salvation Army in 1883 and all drinking and music stopped. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Okay, t- t- take a little bit. Talk about taking away the fun. Yeah, no kidding. And I don't remember, like, the a wise old owl. Do you remember that? Nope. Old Mother Hubbard, I do remember. And I know that that has something to do with another Henry the Eighth or something like that. They were like all that. Henrys. A lot of them were, yeah. I don't know. I really like Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater. <laughs> yeah, let's just kill my wife and stick her in a big giant shell. No big deal. <laughs> Seriously, I'd be okay if Paul did that because I love pumpkins. You know yeah. how obsessed I am with pumpkins. That I do. I do know, um, it's not really a a nursery rhyme, I guess, but you know the five little piggies? Oh yeah, Grandma used to sing that to me too with the with the fingers and then she used to do my toes too. So you know the first piggy got slaughtered, right? Yes, yep. Um the piggy that stayed home referred to the piggy that was not ready to eat yet and that it had to stay home to fatten up. The little piggy having roast beef is about fattening the pig up. And the piggy that gets none is too small to go to the market to be sold for meat. Oh, that's kind of sad. So they'd kill all the piggies. 
Yeah, it's just different stages of their life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. This little Martin Piggy went to the market. This little Piggy stayed home. He stayed home because he wasn't fat enough. Wow, Grandma, you, like, tortured me. I know. I used to love when my grandma would tell me all the nursery rhymes. Right, and do it on your little toes. Yeah, she always said that she used to do my fingers uh-huh. sometimes or my toes. Yep. Wow. And we'll have to do a music one, too, because I know there's a lot of songs. Oh, with hitting, hidden meanings and yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, we do have time for a few. What was... Oh, that was your phone. phone. (laughs) Our phones are constantly going off. Sorry about that. Now, what other one did you want to talk about? Um... I mean, I know we talked about Baba Black Sheep. Um, London Bridge is falling down. There's a few different theories on that. Um, But the one that kind of holds true is... Legend has it that when London Bridge was finally taken down in 1831, they found bodies inside its moorings, possibly linked to the form of medieval punishment where a person is locked in a room and left to die and possibly serving as a human uh, human sacrifice. Could this be why the part of the rhyme goes, take the key and lock her up? Oh, because we did cover that one. Now, that's a different take on that. Yes. These are more darker that you see. Yeah, a little bit. But those are the only ones I can really think of off the top of my head that I know of. I know when you go, like, online and you look up some some of the songs, I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know a lot of them. I, like, Humpty Dumpty, um, Ring Around the Rosy, and... Oh, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe yes. was not a very nice one. That one is um, about picking out a slave owner, picking out their next slave. Yeah. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. I didn't know that since I was little. Change some of the lyrics, catch yeah. uh, something. And we didn't know that word was bad. No. And we used to sing it, and my mom would always be like, Melissa Ann, and I'd be like, what? It's a song. Yeah. And that's why they changed it to Tiger. Yes. But we knew when we were little. But I think it's funny listening to my kid playing Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo. <laughs> and I'm like, ugh, you really shouldn't be saying that, kid. You have no idea. But we didn't know when we were younger either. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, it was always Tiger, but we knew. Yeah. See, I didn't. I did not know that until later on in life. And I was like, oh, bad, 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 bad. This one's fucking creepy. There was an old lady who swallowed a fly. You didn't know that song? No. Oh, yeah. She swallows, like, a cow to catch the dog. She swallows a dog to catch the cat. She swallows a cat to catch the bird. The spider, the fly. And then she finally dies because she ate a horse. And it basically is saying these absurd lyrics were written by Rose Bone or Bond and made popular in 1953 by Burel Ives, a woman who has a relatively small problem, makes it progressively worse, which ultimately leads to her death. But let's just let's just hit the pause button. Why is it going to be a fucking woman? Uh, a fucking woman with an eating disorder. Not only that, but making a small problem into a bigger one. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> We're always fucking crazy. I'm going to be a little bit sexist. <laughs> Whatever. 
Okay, yeah. So we get a little dramatic sometimes. Well, I guess I'd rather be the old lady that swallowed a fly than the old man that hit his head. Yeah. Was the old man drunk? I don't know. I think of, like, an old drunk man when I hear that. (laughs) And he bumps his head and then dies. I'd rather die from eating too much than eating from, or dying from bumping my head. True. Yeah, I mean, these nurseries, I mean, you just, you hear them now, like, talking them like this, and you're just like, this is, like, really weird. That we grew up listening to and these. I used to sing these nursery rhymes all the time when I worked at a daycare, not knowing. Do you know how many lives you fucked up? I know, right? <laughs> I am so sorry if there's any children that I have ever babysat that I sang these to. I apologize. I didn't realize the dark meanings. Yeah, well, we none of us did. But now we do. And now I think it makes it even better. Oh, it says beware of Mother Goose. We didn't talk about Mother Goose. Beware. Oh, Jack be nimble. I remember that one. It was supposed to be for good luck. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack jump over the candlestick. So the goal was to jump over the lit candle without snuffing it out. This was supposed to bring good fortune. This rhyme also has additional verses. According to various scholars, jumping over the candlestick originated from an ancient pagan tradition of leaping over fires. Ooh, are they going to sacrifice him? Ooh. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, and, like, they're pretty much, they all, all the articles you read are pretty much, but why does it say beware of Mother Goose? Well, literally, do not go by her eggs. Yeah. Geese are crazy. I don't like So are peacocks. Well, anything that has wings scare me, so I stay away from all. And then here we go around the mulberry bush. I've heard of that, but I don't really remember. Yeah, I didn't really ever sing that to my kids. I'm not sure the meaning behind that one. It just says... um, so here we go oh. around the mulberry bush is often sung as a part of a children's game. Historian R.S. Duncan, a former governor of England's Wakefield prison, suggested that the song originated with that 420-year-old institution's female prisoners who exercised around a mulberry tree, which is probably not the... <laughs> That's not what you want your six-year-old this, to listen to. I'm like, I literally just paused because I'm trying to put and it I together. I love that you said 420. I'm just saying. <laughs> that happens in two days. Good national holiday. <laughs> yep. We know what Carissa will be doing. I'll be at work, but after I get off work, I'll be partying it up. Yeah. We, yeah, you'll be, um, we probably won't be podcasting that day. No, we definitely won't. It but might, if you want to come over. It might be a good day to podcast. Yeah, because you know what? I tend to talk a lot more when I'm high. Elsie Marley has grown so fine. So fine. I've never heard of this. This is an old print. She won't get up to serve the swine, but lies in bed till eight or nine and surely does take her time. Sounds like me. (laughs) Old British pubs were a fertile ground to birth rhymes and song. Yeah. So... Elsie Marley was a real lady who ran a pub called the White Swan. She was much loved in her buxom presence and lively humor, being the means of attracting customers of all ranks of society. Oh, that's you back in the day. Yeah. You gotta make that money through a pub. 
So the swine in question were undoubtedly her, basically her clientele. So she was basically outliving their source because you can easily fit in a lesson about arrogance and laziness for children. <laughs> basically make money on, you know, flirting. lazy ass people that just want to spend their money. And flirting. Mm-hmm. Cross patch, lift the latch. Never heard of it. Cross patch, lift the latch, sit by the fire and spin. Take a cup and drink it up. Then you'll call your neighbors in. <laughs> that Ooh. sounds like you get a little drunk yeah. and a little parquet yeah, you wanna, in the bedroom. You want to call in a train. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, let's see. If you hear this nursery rhyme being chanted around the 18th century kindergarten monkey bars, it would probably be a taunt. A cross patch was a person who was cranky or cross. The patch meant fool or gossip. Apparently, because fools in centuries past were I- I- identifiable by their harp hazard clothing repairs. So, like, poor? Yeah. Oh, I like this. In this story, Miss Selfish locks her door, <laughs> drinks up all the good stuff by herself, and then lets her neighbors come in. That's Paul. That's my kind of person. That's Paul. He leaves, like, the old beers in the fridge, and, like, he's like, oh, well, get Yeah, go have one. Go have one. He Keep all the good shit downstairs, <laughs> hidden. Tell, tall, tell, I'm sorry, tell, tell, tit. Tell, am I saying that right? Tell, tell, tit, your tongue shall be slit, and all the dogs in the town shall have a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It's creepy. (laughs) Webster's Dictionary from 1828. The cap of a woman. The the nipple. nipple. It consists of an elastic Erectile substance. Erectile substance, huh? Embracing the electrophorous ducts, which terminate on its surface, and thus serves to convey milk to the young of animals. So it's pretty much a nursing boob. A tell, a tell, telltale tit is a crybaby tattletale. Oh. <laughs> it was a popular insult having many variations, just in English schoolyards alone. And we all know what happens to tattletales. It involves sharp knives and hungry dogs. <laughs> yeah, they were brutal back in the day. Tattle on me and see what happens <laughs> yeah. to your tit and your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, um, uh, snitches get stitches and end up in ditches? Yup. I remember saying that. We had some tattle- Are you kidding me? I tell my six-year-old stitches get, or snitches get stitches. And end up in ditches. I don't tell them that part quite yet, but yeah. My mother and your mother. My mother and your mother went over the way, said my mother to your mother. It's a chop a nose day. Jesus. Chop a nose rhyme was more a medieval version of head and shoulders, knees and toes. Mothers are mothers and paid nurses would use it as part of a game to teach toddlers body parts. Ew. Pretending to chop off the child's nose. Oh, remember I got your nose. Yep. See? Oh, look at I got it. <laughs> All around the green gravel. Why have I never heard of these ones? Wash them in milk, dress them in silk, and the first to go down shall be married. Hmm. Wow. Well, if you guys happen to have any nursery rhymes that you would like us to talk about or that you know some interesting stuff on, we'd love to hear from you. GhostSisters2124 at gmail.com. That's G at, let me start that again, (laughs) G-H-O-S-T. 
S-I-S-T-E-R-S. 2124 at gmail.com. Maybe we should try to make a new nursery rhyme. Ooh, that would be fun, but I'm not that creative. I am. Uh, well, I know. This one, let me just tell you. <laughs> we'll be listening to a song, and all of a sudden, she's singing it with her own lyrics <laughs> that, like, go perfectly in line with the song, like, the artist probably should have said it. It's usually dirty. But it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to come up with, like, a really creepy nursery rhyme to scare the shit out of your kids. Okay. Especially Jackson when he's being naughty. And be like, and this is the lesson behind it. <laughs> he's not going to talk to me. Oh, my God. I'm going to owe him so many more toys on Amazon. I know. You better not do that. Don't piss him off. I know. Don't piss off the devil. <laughs> <laughs> he's a cute devil, though. He is my cute devil. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll be chatting soon. Have a good one.